Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. And then... Bro, no way. That is crazy. Wild. Really crazy. Like, tremendously crazy. The course of events and how one decision could make what we're experiencing now be so different. Yes. Like, it's a creepy feeling. Such a... Nasty feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it's just so gross. And I think what's really, like, gives me that feeling is all of the outside influences and the structures that are at play in our current society that invoke that kind of experience for people to have. Yes, and when you don't have a solid foundation and you're not connected to faith or you're not connected to anything internally and, like, you're really connected to the external world, you can get lost in the shuffle so quickly because, like, just – and you know what? Like, I just want to rewind a second. I think that the urge of not wanting to talk about it could be, like, my body's – um like form of coping or protection because like it gives me the flashbacks and it's like like how you were saying ugh it gives yeah. me such a bad feel like my body could start like trembling from like I don't want to say it's like a PTSD but I guess it could be a form of it because of like what the circumstance and like the whole experience was and it's so far like it's so different from my reality So it makes the body go into, like, that state of panic because, like, that was what could have been reality. Like, I was experiencing it for a few weeks. Well, not even a few weeks. Like, this has been over the span of years. But, like, that drastic reality came forward so quickly that I think that's where the resistance to want to speak about it came from. And even, like, that episode we recorded that never aired it was because of that like oh I don't want to like bring this forward like I don't want to speak about it I don't want nobody to know but then there's so much power in sharing the story so I think like that's why I've been reminded and also because of like the promise I made that I would share the story so like that's I guess where the urge of wanting to share it but then also like the no I don't want to speak about it comes from yeah yeah But what I was saying about the, um, like, that can be so many people's reality, and it is so many people's reality because we give our power away so quickly because we're not standing on a strong foundation within ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And how how you said, I just want to emphasize how quickly you can get there. It really only takes a few days having missed the practices or having missed connecting to the faith that we hold or whatever it is for anyone. Mm -hmm. But just going a few days, a few hours without that can really open the window and open the door for so many other possibilities to enter our reality because we are in a space where we're not in our power. Which Forget a few days or a few hours. Talk about minutes or seconds, you know? Like, I remember being in the surgeon's office and like the whole time I had prepped myself mentally because I've been through the run around like I knew that this is like a very lucrative market and like my best interest isn't the first thing that's there it's like money dollar signs that's looked at so I went in like okay you're gonna be like in a meditative state you're gonna be you know, like just having that connection to the divine, you're protected, you're safe. But then as like the doctor starts speaking, it's a matter of seconds 
that that fear can come forward and like take away um not take away but like start shaking up your foundation you know so it's like even just losing connection for a few seconds can be that determining factor in somebody's life wow Yeah, I hear that a lot, but it, what comes up for me is how does one combat those moments when things can change so quickly in a matter of seconds, which is why I was emphasizing the days, but I was speaking from personal experience how if I begin my day with intention and connection to faith, the divine, and what that looks like for me, I move throughout the rest of my day feeling that connection, feeling that essence carry me and guide, guiding me and protecting me and supporting me. And it's more easily, I'm more easily able to flow. Yeah. And I feel like that's for sure. Because right now I was thinking, I'm like, do I share the story, like the timeline of what happened and how things happened? Because it could, like, you know, I don't know if it's necessary. Yeah. But then it's, like, to highlight, like, because what you're speaking on, like, comes up in the story. So I'm, like, thinking, like, what's the best way? Yeah. I'm here processing because I'm there with you how the body reacts having brought forward this storyline once again from so long ago, from such a different time and space. Lifetimes ago. Yeah really lifetimes ago yeah so I think like you know speaking of having the daily practices and having that connection maintained through those daily practices is definitely a key in like moving about this life so that whatever circumstances arise you have a solid strong foundation to stand on and you have something that's called faith so like you're believing in something greater than what you're seeing in front of you. So that's the power of faith. Faith can move mountains. And as long as we have this connection to faith or have like a little bit of faith inside of our hearts, we're able to overcome any circumstance that's put in front of us. And I think so, that's a great way to introduce your experience because how did faith play a role in getting you to where you are today? Oh my God, like that's the, <laughs> faith is it, you know? Yeah. Without faith, this story would be so different. So I think like, and it's really cool because this story, like I said, like spans years, like this was years in the making. So it was like um, bringing the awareness to my physical body and health, right? Years ago. I remember the first time that I had any sort of health concern was um, my freshman year in college. I had gotten a rash that sent me to the hospital. At the hospital, I was so consumed about like how my physical body felt like the discomfort from having the rash that I was just like, I'm so itchy. I was complaining like every second to the nurse. The nurse gave me an injection of Benadryl through my IV. and. I've learned after you're supposed to push it at a certain speed because if not, you can give your body an adverse effect. The nurse pushed my Benadryl too fast that my heart rate went over 200 beats per minute. I started convulsing like I was flopping on the bed like a fish. Um, I was shaking and I was trying to advocate for myself, but scared, you know, like I'm a teenager at this point. And the last thing I remember saying, I was like, somebody call my mom. Cause like in my head, I knew my mom would have answers that I didn't have. And then it was like lights out, right? They gave me something to put me into a, like to put me asleep, to try to stabilize my body and my vitals. After that day and prior to this healthy, normal, thriving young adult. After this, I now had some sort of heart condition um, where my heartbeat would speed up, my blood pressure would drop, and then I would pass out. So that was like, obviously, energetically, 
something was trying to get my attention. And as a young adult, not having the awareness, I just kept going about life, like trying to continue working, trying to go to school. And as I say it now, I think that that's definitely part of it. Like I was doing so much, um, like working full time, going to school full time, and then just having life, you know, as a young adult. I had a lot of responsibility that I didn't need to have. And that could have been the body's way of speaking like, hey, pay attention. So like I said, this was years in the making. And I would say like my faith wasn't the same as it is today. You know, like we obviously grow our faith and we learn new things through life experience. Um, then like whatever, fast forward, I would have like episodes where the heart would be like under control. But then when life would get chaotic, the body's response would then be chaotic. So the heart rate or like heart stuff would start acting up. 2021, I was working at a relatively stressful job, <laughs> you know, like high demand. I didn't have a normal sleep schedule because I worked overnight, uh, 12 hour shifts overnight. And now again, the outside world where I was working, it could be seen as like, wow, you have a great job, like you're doing it. But then the body was not in alignment with what I was doing. And not even the body, like the soul wasn't in alignment either. So again, energetically, things start happening so that attention can be brought to whatever is in whatever is imbalanced. And that was like the start of that whole episode where I started going to the cardiologist to get something checked out because I felt that something was wrong. And instead of changing my lifestyle, I was looking for like a quick fix. But of course, I think like like everybody, whenever you're experiencing something, you never jump that like you're going to be experiencing the worst case scenario. You know, like you minimize it. It's like, oh, like I'm going to go to the doctor and it's going to be fine. Or I'm going to drink some water and it's going to be fine. You know, like whatever it is. Okay, go to the doctor. It was November 11th, my mom's birthday. I go to the cardiologist for just what I thought was going to be like a routine visit, which I was used to like going to the doctor. They would do a scan. I was told the same information and I would just go about my life. Yeah, just to clarify, you would go to routine visits for your heart because of what occurred to you years prior from yes. that incident. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like that had became the new norm. Like after that hospital incident, I then had to just follow up every six months with a cardiologist. So, okay. And I stopped going like after a few years, I'm honest, I stopped going because it was such a pain in the ass. Like I felt that I was going for no reason. Cause I was just told the same thing over and over and it was never like, okay, like, let's try doing this and see if this will help you. It was more so just like, oh, we could give you prescription medicine. And I was like, no, I don't want that. So November 11th, I'm at the doctor's. And the doctor looks at me after, like, doing the test and is like, okay, I'm going to call an ambulance and we're going to send you to the hospital right now. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, it's my mom's birthday. She's waiting for me to go have dinner. I'm not going to no hospital. Like, why am I going to the hospital? <laughs> so he's explaining to me that I'm in um, congestive heart, like I have congestive heart failure. And this is a term that I have heard, but never really understood what it meant. And I'm like, okay, like, I, I'm too young to have congestive heart failure. Like, that's something I hear, like, older people having, blah, blah, blah. So the doctor's like, I don't feel safe letting you go home. I want to send you straight to the hospital. You have to see a cardiac, sur a cardiac thoracic surgeon because, like, based on your test, I believe you're going to need open heart surgery. And now I'm like, what? You know? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like shock to the nervous system, shock to the heart, shock to everything. Now I start feeling unwell. Like I start feeling my heart's pounding. And I'm like, no, 
I wasn't feeling like this before walking to the walking into this office. Now the news that you're sharing with me is making me unwell. Like I just have to go. So I don't go to the hospital. I go to have dinner. But the whole time with like having dinner, this is on my mind and now I'm starting to make my physical self not feel good. So go home, go to sleep, and then the next morning I think the doctor called me to schedule my visit with the surgeon. And the way that they set it up, because it was like guaranteed I was having this open heart surgery, I was going to see the surgeon in the hospital. I was going to have um, like pre-op, pre-operation stuff done so that like it could just be a smooth one, two, three, and I have the surgery. So I had, uh, I think it was like three days, three or four days from when I spoke to the doctor to the date that I had to go to the hospital. And I went into prayer mode. Every, I always say this, like every tool that I've been taught, spiritual or anything like that, like I put into practice. What did that look like? It included a lot of praying, a lot of meditation, a lot of visualization, um, like calling forward angels, ancestors, calling forward God, calling forward, like, everybody. Um, Using the miracle frequency tone as well? I had that frequency tone on nonstop, like, 24 hours a day. Um, The miracle healing frequency tone. I think it was 528 hertz. So I had that going 24, like, hours a day until even at the doctor's, like, at the hospital, I had it playing. And yeah, and then also like eating. I think I was doing a lot of juices at the time, um, like specifically for cardiovascular health and a lot of rest. Like I did not get out of my bed unless it was to shower. And I wasn't even like fully showering. I was laying in the bath, like visualizing with the water. And in the shower, I would sit on the floor with the shower hitting me, the water. And that's when I was like praying the hardest. Um, and in the shower one day, I think it might've been the very first day, like after having all the news and speaking to the doctors, I had, um, promised God that if like the outcome was that I don't have this open heart surgery, that I would be speaking of the power of faith and the connection that we can have with God just by simply praying and how miracles can unfold. So I wouldn't say that I put it in a way like, oh, God, like this is your ultimatum, like make this happen for me and then I'm going to do this. It was more so like an awakening within myself that like I need to have this deeper connection with God. I have to have faith. And it gave me a lot of comfort. And then also, of course, like the support system around me, like you, my mom, my husband, my sisters, like it was, um, that's, I would say the community aspect, you know, like everybody kept a positive mind, even though like my mom could get sucked into what the doctors were saying. I did have other people like rebuking whatever the doctors were saying. So that's what it looked like, like in the time waiting to go to the hospital. And when I say like that, no matter what the connection is, like um, in a matter of seconds, like your foundation can get shaken up by based on external things is because like I was in this prayer mode for so many days, like nonstop prayer, like heavily building on this foundation. And I would say that like, yes, throughout my life, I did pray before this, but this was the most consistent prayer I was in because it was like all day long that I was awake, I was praying. Um, So I felt like I had a really strong connection to that faith in that moment. And then like the day that I had to go to the hospital, I remember I'm driving with my husband and the car, like I'm laying down, I brought a blanket, miracle tones on, I'm meditating, I'm praying. And I was really praying for strength, like that no matter what I was going to be told, my physical body wouldn't react because I know that my heart rate could easily accelerate. And then I'm like giving the doctors the proof that they need, which 
inside my heart and my soul, I didn't feel was my truth. So I was like, you know, like, please let me have the strength that I don't like succumb to what they're saying. And then this is going to be my reality because I know that this isn't my reality. So I get to the doctor's office and sure enough, it was like clockwork because I had um, a heart monitor on my finger that like it's my own personal monitor. Um, and the whole car ride, my heart rate was like normal in the 70s, 80s. I was calm. As soon as I got to the hospital, my heart rate had jumped up to like 120s. And it's like, okay, Jerrica, like, stop this, you know, like, don't let the physical take over and allow this connection that you have to lead the way. But that's so much easier said than done. You know, like, I'm sure that everybody has experienced this, like we know better, but then the mind can get the best of us. So I go for these testings, I'm getting the testings done, and I'm like failing all the tests. Like with flat, like, I'm the perfect case for this open heart surgery, according to like what the tests are. One of the tests was so silly, like I had to walk down a hallway. And I couldn't even walk down the hallway. Like, my heart rate was, like, 180s. I couldn't even freaking walk. Then when the doctors would leave and it was just my mom and my husband and me, my heart rate would come down. So I had the proof, like, but, you know, like, I could then sound crazy. Like, I'm telling you guys, my heart rate isn't always like this. But then what they see is the opposite of that, you know? So now it's, like, having to advocate for the self because you know your truth, but then others can't see your truth. So like, there's so many different things at play here. Mm -hmm. And it's like really like staying true to what you believe and not folding. Like so many different themes came up during this experience. And, um, okay. So I go, one of the other tests I had to do was a CAT scan. I go to the CAT scan and as I'm waiting, this was like, one of the like not funny moments but my mom is there and I start crying like now I'm starting to believe that I'm having this open heart surgery in a few hours you know like my mental state broke because of everything the doctors were saying the doctor had told me the surgeon he had told me like um it was immediate I needed the surgery ASAP and I was like what happens if I don't do the surgery you know like I'm curious Because I'm leaning on the, like, even if you're telling me I need this, I'm leaning on the side of, like, I'm not going to have this done. So what's going to happen? And he was like, "Mm, I'll give you maybe 10 years to live. So at that point, I was like, this is a lot more serious than I thought, you know? Like, I'm either super delusional, I'm fooling myself, like, there's a disconnect somewhere. Um, So, and then I went for the CAT scan. So I'm processing all that information and like really sitting with the like, holy cow, I've lost my mind. You know, like, how can I be so naive to think I don't need the surgery? I'm going to die if I don't get the surgery. Like all of those thoughts are coming up. And then my mom is like feeding into it as well. She was like, tell, like comforting me, like, honey, don't worry. You're going to have the surgery and it's going to be fine. Like you're going to live a long, healthy life after And of course, she was trying to be supportive. Like, she wasn't saying these things to, like, scare me or anything. It was more for comfort. But it's an example of even sometimes those that care about us and that we care about their opinion can be, like, on a not strong foundation. And they can fall to, like, the pressure, the external pressures and stuff like that, even though their heart is pure and the intention is good it can then influence what happens in our reality. Um, the whole time my husband was like reaffirming that this is, he he was saying like, oh, you're just fact finding, you know, like nothing that they're telling you is the truth. You're just doing your own fact finding. And I would just like keep trying to reconnect to that concept. But after like so many doctors coming to see me after all of these tests, it was really hard to maintain that mindset. So then after the CAT scan, um, I go back upstairs to have one of the pre-op procedures. And 
this is so funny too. They're giving me um, fentanyl and some other medicine, like um, a controlled substance. And I was telling them, like, I don't want that, you know, like, no way, no how. And then they started asking me if I had addiction problems. And I was like, no, but I just don't want that. You know, like, what is the purpose of giving me fentanyl? Like, why do I need that? I want as least um, prescription drugs as possible. Like, if you don't even have to put me to sleep, don't put me to sleep. Like, do the procedure with me awake. So... They had to get many different doctors to come, like five different doctors came trying to talk me into getting the fentanyl. And I was like, no, I don't want it. And they're like, it's not like the fentanyl in the streets. Like, don't worry, we're going to give you just a low amount. And I was like, no, I don't, you know, like, if is it absolutely necessary? And as soon as they would say no, I'm like, then no, thank you. You know, like, keep it pushing. You're not giving me no fentanyl. Um, so, okay, I go to have the procedure. Um, they put me to sleep, but very lightly. Like I remember that I was like in and out and the procedure was putting a, a camera down my throat into my heart area so that they can have better images um, t- for the open heart surgery. So I remember like halfway waking up and the thing was in my mouth and I was trying to like get it out, but then I would like go back to sleep quickly that's where the picture that I just I showed you in the beginning, that picture is from after that procedure. So I wake up from that procedure and I'm very drowsy because of the sedatives that they gave me. And my husband was at the bedside and I remember him telling me um, like he was so happy and I was just like, what's going on? You know, like not really sure. And the doctors, there were three doctors there and like three nurses. And they were showing him that the test that they did showed no um, abnormality with my heart. So my heart didn't need open heart surgery. And I remember like in that drowsy state, like just thanking God so much because that was a miracle to me, you know, like 30 minutes prior. I was told that I was having this open heart surgery, like I was going to be missing Thanksgiving. Like that was the jokes like that the doctors were making that I would be recovering during Thanksgiving and all this stuff. So to hear like that, that was so opposite of the truth of the reality that I then was experiencing was such a mind like twist. Yeah. Because it really affirmed like you can't believe no matter the title that somebody has, nobody can tell you your truth more than you can tell yourself. And even when you are unsure of your truth, there's still like miracles and possibilities that you can't even fathom. So the whole experience, like while it was such a dramatic, like crazy experience, I'm really grateful for it because it has rooted me deeper in connection with God, my faith has grown stronger. You know, like, there's nothing, like, nobody can tell me anything that I think is like a set in stone way. I know that the possibilities are unlimited and even further beyond than what I could ever imagine them to be in any given moment. And like I said, like, I did promise God that based on and it's funny that I say it but based on how my outcome came like that I would be sharing because I know that there's so many people out there that just by devoting themselves and whatever that means for each person you know like God is so like expansive universal yeah yeah, there is no way to define what a connection to God is for everybody no two connections are going to be the same and just like to be able to experience a miracle and then speak about the miracle, I'm so grateful. And that's part of why. And I could feel like even in my body now, like I'm not shaking anymore. Like I was shaking this whole time. But it's just really like the power that the connection and faith can bring onto us and allow us to experience the reality that we actually desire to experience. Yeah, it's a real life example of faith can move mountains. The power of it is so unlimited. I really was like about to start tearing hearing the whole story at the end because it was such 
a trying time being a bystander while you were experiencing that. You know, it's not just an individual or one of us who experiences something, but it's like our whole collective, you know, those that Mm -hmm. our whole network and ecosystem that we live with. Yeah. And to witness a miracle while you're experiencing it only amplifies my connection as well. So it's a great mirror and reflection to what you experienced and how the message and the calling that you now have to share with others, how that can play a role in helping um, fellow people on this earth continue forward and have hope that we are not bounded by our physical reality. Things can surpass our imagination with this connection that is available to all of us. It's free. It is the very thing that allows us to be in existence in this very moment. And it is the most powerful thing to maintain and build a connection with because nothing can have a hold on us when we know the truth. And it's our truth to know. It's our birthright, you know? And I think that's like such a key um, takeaway from my experience, like for myself, because again, like we're taught, yeah, like we're taught to trust others before we trust ourselves. You know, like if you think about it, like trusting your parents, trusting your family, trusting your teachers, trusting your boss, like it goes on and on. And then it's like trusting the doctors and trusting this professional when the trust with the self has to be first and foremost. You know, we have this ability, this God-given ability that's magic, our intuition, our heart, our body's natural response to things that are either in alignment or not in alignment. We all have this ability and we all have the power to be strongly connected to it and to allow that to lead us in our everyday life. The only thing is that based on how we are raised and then all of the distractions that are at play, we can feel that we don't have this connection and we can forget the connection and then we can give away our power and trust others more than we trust ourselves. And this story is just such an example of how had I trusted somebody more than I trusted myself, had I not advocated for myself because of what I felt deep inside, I pushed for those tests to be done. You know, that I was being a pain in the ass to the doctors with all my questioning and with wanting to have another test done before the open heart surgery. Because based on the first test I had, I was deemed fit for open heart surgery. So had I not done what I did because of how I felt inside, Again, I would have this huge scar on my chest. I would have been on medication for the rest of my life. I would have had to have more open heart surgeries because they're not permanent fixes. And like life would be so different. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no, you know, like I knew better and I did trust myself. I went against like I was sharing earlier, like my mom wanted me to get the surgery because in her mind, that was the only way to make me healthy again. So like having a fight through that, having to fight the doctors, having to even fight myself because my mind was willing to accept it, but my heart wasn't. So I had to even fight against myself, like fight for that connection, fight to remember my truth. And it's not easy, you know, like that I would say is like one of the more difficult things because it's so easy to give in. You know, like sometimes it feels easier than to continuing diving deep and connecting to the self because of how messy and how draining it could be. But it's the most rewarding thing, you know. What was it for you that gave you the willpower to continue even when someone like your mom, whose opinion you value greatly, was not in alignment with the opinion you had for yourself. I know you spoke about how your heart knew, even though it differed from your mind, Mm -hmm. but where do you find the strength came from or even the concept to seek it came from in the midst of all of that? Definitely praying to God and my ancestors. 
Um, when I say that I put every practice I knew into play, that's what got me through it. Um, like all of my crystals, all of my family that has transitioned in the spirit world, even those I've never met, you know, like I felt so surrounded and so protected, um, just by calling on them. And like most importantly, like calling God to keep me safe and like be there with me. I remember inside of the CAT scan machine, I was feeling my heart rate accelerating, like my body started shaking and I was getting all of the symptoms. And I was like, God, like, I need you here with me. Like, please like wrap me in your arms right now. So it was moments like that. And I would say like, that's what kept me going. And that like, if you don't want to use the word God, like that's my choice to use the word God. But that's the faith that kept moving me forward. And what did that feel like for you? Just to break it down for someone who hears this and it's a foreign concept. When you came, when you called forward your ancestors, your loved ones in spirit, God, what was that experience for you like described through your senses? I would say that it felt very um and it's funny because like I believe in spirit. You know, like I believe in the unseen energies and different forces that this human eye can't necessarily see at all times. But in moments like that, I would say that what would come forward, what what I felt would be a questioning. Like, is this real? You know, like I need something right now to show me it's real because I'm losing hope or like losing faith. And I would feel supported, like I would feel like as if I had an army standing behind me, you know, like when I'm speaking to the doctor, yes, it's me in this physical, but I felt the strength of, I don't even know how many forces behind me. Wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah. The power. I just really wanted to highlight that so that people know that they have access to that at all moments and there is never a moment that's filled with too much despair where we can access that it is part of our toolbox that we are all born on this planet with yeah and I want to like definitely highlight even somebody like myself like I said I have this connection I have this faith and these beliefs but in moments like that it's very trying where you can question your own beliefs because mm -hmm. I definitely was I was like you know where's the disconnect that I'm here being so delusional um and I feel like that's normal you know like but again I didn't lose all faith and I didn't lose all hope even though I was questioning it there was still a level of faith that I maintained within my heart and I think that that was the driving factor and that is what allowed me to change my reality and take my power back and then create the reality no matter what I was being told. Yeah, because now anything can come up for you and you can remind yourself of the miracle that you experienced in your own life, which I feel further affirms the connection to be true, at least in your own life. And prior to that, you know, maybe that wasn't something that was as strong as it is now, of course, right? Because we grow and we learn and from those experiences, they, they change us or they we evolve. So it makes me question, do we, these moments that arise that can be really, really unideal, like in your story, they arise for this purpose, you know? That's the question, you know, do these experiences arise to show us, you know, what we've been missing out on, what we haven't been connecting to? And if that's the case, then welcome it and see where we can grow deeper with our connection and our faith. And if someone isn't experiencing something that's so unideal, then express gratitude for the ways in which you've been able to move with grace and with ease through this connection and how yeah. growing that connection allows more ease and more grace to surface and carry us through life because we know 
what's the driving force and the power that's behind it all. Yeah, I think that's beautifully beautifully said. Like if you have been fortunate and blessed that you're not experiencing anything unideal and you know like nobody's the judge of what's unideal, it's to your own discernment. Um be grateful, be thankful, you know, like express that gratitude and that's going to continue bringing more gratitude in your life that you're in a position where you are in alignment and you're not experiencing anything drastic or dramatic to get your attention. And then also like what was coming up about um, like if you are in an unideal situation, all of those subtle signs that happen before the dramatic experiences that, you know, life gives us the opportunity countless times before the universe is like, okay, you're not listening. You're not paying attention. Like I'm sending you this sign and this signal and you're choosing to ignore it, maybe this will wake you up. You know, a lot of the times these health scares or like different dramatic experiences are referred to as wake up calls. And I feel that that's definitely what they do. They're 100% wake up calls. And as opposed to just saying like, okay, like I'm, I'm experiencing this ailment. Now I have this disease the cure like the treatment is going to be taking a medicine for the rest of my life like instead of giving into that concept like connecting back to the root of the problem and then seeing what alternative options there are because maybe you don't need a medicine that has 50 side effects you know maybe the cure is a lifestyle change even if it's not what you want to hear because you're so comfortable in your routine and you like the way that life is going for you even though it's causing you xyz maybe it's time to change something as opposed to just like giving in and allowing whatever you're experiencing to be the control of your life because nothing controls your life except you. And you're only experiencing that because you're not in control of your life. Yeah. And it highlights for me, having been comfortable in your circumstances at that time, where you would have been now, you know, within that job that you were in, compared to where you are now, just in all areas of your life. And it highlights that, like, are are the comforts that we give into worthy of the discomfort that we're experiencing within us and the misalignments that we're experiencing in the body because the body is naturally designed to thrive the body the mind the soul so when it's not it's to highlight and to look within where is there a misalignment what am i feeding giving into what has my power that isn't in support of my greatest health and my greatest life because we are here on this planet to live our very best life. So anything that is not in support of that is simply to question and to create a deeper self-awareness to our habits and to the ways that we move throughout each day. Yeah. And we're here to experience, you know, like the biggest part of this human experience is experiencing. So yeah. <laughs> the range of what we experience, you know, like maybe it's not our best life in every single moment, but we always have the option and the opportunity to determine what our best life is and return to that. Yeah. So it's of like, course, correct. Exactly. And it's not just like to accept whatever crappy situation you're in and now say like, okay, that is my reality. That is my life. You know, if you connect to the power that you have within you, you know how powerful you are and you know how deserving you are of things that are magnificent, you know, like these grand things. So instead of settling for the, like, I don't even Bare know. minimum. What, yeah, like, I don't even want to use adjectives or anything like that to describe it because it can be so different for everyone. But, like, settling for anything that is below your baseline, like lowering your baseline as opposed to raising the baseline that's not what we're here to do. And I feel that a lot of the times, like I know like before I would be bashing the medical industry and stuff like that. And I still have my personal feelings towards them, but everything serves its purpose. And if you allow the medical industry to dictate your life and if you allow it to then ruin your life, 
that's on you because you're giving your power away. So it's really empowering when we know that we're the ones in charge and we can decide what our life looks like. Yeah, it reminds me of this documentary I saw called Heal, how this man literally meditated and visualized his, um, he was supposed to be paralyzed for the rest of his life. He wasn't able to walk. And Mm -hmm. through this meditation and and visualization that he was doing, I believe, like eight hours a day, he's now walking. Yeah. When he was told that he was never going to be able to. So it's just to highlight that there is literally nothing greater Mm -hmm. than the God-given power and connection that we have within us. And that is boundless. There is nothing here in this physical, tangible world that is greater than that power. Yeah. And it's such a reminder. I love that documentary because again, like I'm fascinated with all of these medical miracles, you can call them, which I don't even know if I want to say that they're miracles. Like they are because it's opposite. Like it's, it's a touchy subject because I feel like it is a miracle, but then at the end of the day, I'm not surprised because of the power that we hold because of God, you know, like it's so connected that it's like, duh, of course. Yeah, but it's not what's commonly discussed, and a lot of people don't anchor in the belief that we have that connection. Like God is within us, mm-hmm. you know. Like that oneness. The it's just it could really go so beyond. Yeah, trust me, I get it. Because I've been pausing throughout speaking throughout this whole conversation now, trying to find the words that really match the vastness of the energy that the all-knowing has that carries us through life Mm -hmm. it's it's such a concept and it's one that I just deeply pray and trust and visualize and hope for the world to experience for themselves because it's truly what you had said before no connection is the same my connection to the great divine is different from yours And it is our birthright for us to have that experience and that exchange with such a vast power. Yeah. And it's like, how does one start, you know, like, how do you start connecting? And that really is just by asking, you know, like asking the self, what do I need to do to connect? Like, how do I feel connected? What do, what am I trying to connect to? Yeah. You know, like starting, like exploring within the self like that. And listening, you know, like I tell you the shower, like those days that I was in the shower praying and still till today, like that's the time that I feel closest to God is when I'm in the shower. Um, But it's like you can really hear a response, you know, mm-hmm. like and maybe you don't hear it the way that you're hearing me right now, but you feel a response. You just have to be paying attention and seeing what it is for yourself, because what it is for me is going to be different. Yes, absolutely. And if anyone who's listening has, you know, opinions to work through, sort of like the concept of, like, is this real? How does one connect to something that hasn't been shown in the physical? All those, um, that those that can maybe be apprehensive to this kind of concept, question that. Go within and seek deeper understanding of what you can be, um, what you can be giving judgment to. Seek it with a curious mind instead of a judgmental mind or uh, apprehensive mind or um, anything like that. Yeah, I can make a joke and be like, who hurt you? You know, like, because that's the first thing that came to mind. Like, if you have any sort of like, and again, it's a joke, totally joking. But like, if you have apprehension to this concept, or, you know, like, you don't have faith, it's like, why don't you, you know, like, what happened in your life that you feel so strongly to not have faith? And if you search in that area of like what happened, you'll probably find like the reason why you need to have faith and have that connection to heal whatever is wounded. Yeah, because when you saying that, what comes to mind is my great 
apprehension with um, organized religions throughout my entire life. Um, just because of my upbringing, I went to Catholic school for a lot of my um, schooling and just not feeling in resonance with the concepts that were shared. Mm -hmm. And I highlight that because God doesn't have to come from these organized religions or any sort of construct that's out there. It can be something that's unique and individual to the person. And it doesn't have to include visiting anywhere to grow this connection. Um, it just has to, you just have to have a willingness and an open heart to discover what the path and the journey to connection looks like for you. Yeah. And nobody has to know about it. You know, like it's private. It can be whatever it is that you want it to be. And it can be all in your mind. It could be out loud. Like it looks so different. Like that's what's so cool about it because creation is everywhere. The creator is everywhere. Like divine source. Even if you don't believe, like if you just believe that the Big Bang happened and we're here, like from I don't know where, um, like something happened, you know, like it was orchestrated. It's not, I don't even know, like. It's a highly intelligent energy at bare minimum, you know, <laughs> something really intellectual is behind the scenes of creating something that is self-sustaining, like the earth has everything that we need growing on it. If you just let it be, it's going to continue thriving. It's only the human imprint that creates misalignment in this natural world. So yeah. just in like going through that, there is something that you can believe in and it can be nature, you know, and that's another form of God. There's so many ways. So don't let any term, because yeah. <laughs> I know how the term God can be really testing to many people who have their own scarring or their own experiences like it can be beyond what we can even give out as an example it's just the willingness has to be present or mm -hmm. at least the curiosity to go a little deeper yeah and you know that's something too because I refer to God as God because of my upbringing right um I remember like when I was praying, I think like the word Lord had came to mind and that didn't resonate with me. And I was like, you know, wherever you are, whatever you are, I know that these words don't matter. Like I know that yeah. you can feel the connection. I know that you can feel my intention. And like, I'm just trying to feel you too. And like that it can, you don't have to use a name. Like you don't have to use a label. Um, You, you can just... <laughs> be and express yourself however you want whatever this creation creator is I'm sure there's no judgment you know like because how can all of these miracles happen just like you said like the earth that being created and self-sustaining that's a miracle like so many different people do so many different things and are blessed how can that be, you know, like that really shows that there's an unconditional love supporting us. And like you said, like such an intelligent energy being whatever you want to call it behind the scenes, that's really helping curate all of the miracles and the blessings that we're fortunate enough to experience. And even when the experience doesn't seem like a blessing, it could be a blessing in disguise. Because for me, that whole health journey that I just went on about, that was a blessing in disguise. In the moment, victim mindset was present. Like, why is this happening to me? What the hell did I do that I'm deserving this? You know, like, I'm on my path. I'm trying to do the best I can, yet I'm going through all of this. And it's like, what did that provide me? It provided me a foundation that nobody can shake. Nobody can tell me anything about myself without me questioning it, without me fighting back. You know, it's it provided me so much more than whatever, like, unideal experience I experienced. Yes, I love that so much. You know, down to the fact that we have organs in our body that without us consciously telling them what to do, they do it. You know, <laughs> like, the miracles are countless. There's yeah. so many miracles taking place right now that, you know, we take for granted. And the smallest yeah. of things, you know, and it can tie back into your health story, how now, you know, your heart's doing its thing without you having to do anything, you know, where. Yes. Go ahead. Because <laughs> that just triggered something that I wanted to say that I didn't earlier. 
Go for it. That we're taught, like, it's a learned um, fear that when our body experiences experiences something in the physical, like, oh, my God, what's going on? You know, like, we start panicking or the term, like, a hypochondriac, um, you know, like, we fear our body. And it's like, why do we fear fear our body? Why don't we feel safe in our body? And why don't we feel connected to our body that whatever our body might physically experience, we don't take it as the body is talking to us. And I say this because earlier today, um, I was doing something like cleaning something and I started getting heart palpitations. And I was like, instantly, my go-to was like, oh no, you know, like my nervous system reacted and I got into that mode of like uh, fight or flight, like I was scared because of past moments and also like because of things that I hear all the time. So I checked in with myself quickly and I was like, okay, there's nothing to fear. Like maybe this is normal, you know, it's not spoken about, but maybe this is just normal and this is the way I process things. So like what's going on that my body's trying to tell me? And I hadn't eaten and it was like 1230 and I hadn't had breakfast and I hadn't drink water. So I was like, okay, this is my body telling me that it's time to eat and time to drink water. Like I don't need to set myself into a panic and I don't need to start thinking and assuming that something is wrong because nothing's wrong. Like everything is perfectly fine. And when the body might feel a physical symptom, it doesn't mean that it has to be more than just getting my attention. So I definitely wanted to share that because a lot of the times, like, again, if you go back to giving our power away, as soon as we experience something, we're quick to call somebody like a doctor and say, like, okay, can I make an appointment because I'm experiencing X, Y, Z, as opposed to doing like a little bit of self-exploration and see if maybe you're not tending to the body's needs. And it's like one of those small whispers that I was mentioning before, before things start getting really dramatic. That is so great. I'm so glad that you highlighted that because it speaks to the intelligence of the body and giving the credit to the body that it knows what it needs to to thrive as an intelligent creation and utilizing the signs and signals that the body gives us to further help us in living a thriving life. And it's nothing more than a relationship. And we should treat our connection not only to the great divine, but to our body, because it's a way that this all-knowing energy speaks to us before things escalate to say, okay, hey, what's going on? It's the same way that in a relationship with, uh, like in a romantic relationship with someone's like off, it's the same concept, you know, how when something is off, it's just to highlight something that needs attention. And it doesn't have to be something dramatic. No, it becomes dramatic when you ignore it. Same thing with relationships. Yeah. If you you and your partner or friend have an issue that goes undiscussed, it builds and builds and builds until one day it explodes. And then now you have this whole dramatic scene you're in when it could have been easily identified, discussed, and moved on. Exactly. Life can be so simple. Yeah, we allow it to be. Yeah. May the connection to the great divine lead us to a life filled with ease, peace of mind, love, joy, bliss. Yeah, and and connection to self, you know, like just connect to the self and trust. Like you just said, trust yourself. Let go of fears. Let go of programming. Let go of believing that anybody knows better for you than you know for yourself. Mm -hmm. And let's just, I just want to, before we wrap it up, highlight how that experience uh, grew your connection and how that connection that you now have that created a more solid foundation, how that's improved your everyday life now. Like you did give an example of how like you had the heart palpitations and you knew what it was, how in the past, you know, that could have led you to call a doctor. Mm -hmm. Is there like another example or something more subtle per se, like how the energy that you carry throughout your life now has shifted? Yeah. And I definitely also want to say 
that even though I experienced what I experienced and I spoke about it and I have this awareness, I'm still human. So I still fall to <laughs> patterns. No, because it's definitely important. Like sometimes sure. I know, like even for myself, like I can hear something and then have a perception of someone um, like they know more. I don't even know what, but like I'm still human. I still like experience the same fears, but it's a matter of checking myself a lot quicker and not letting myself spiral totally out of control. Um, not too long ago, maybe last week, I had experienced something with my physical body and in the moment, I started really panicking because it gave me like PTSD of what I had used to experience. So I emailed the doctor and I spoke to the doc. Like the next day, the doctor called me and the first thing was, OK, I can give you I forgot the name of the medicine. And I was like, why did I do this? You know, like, what the hell did I not learn so, like, I have moments that I fall, but then I come back. And I think, like, that is part of it. Like, what the experience has served me is maybe at one point in my life, I would have been like, okay, let me try the medicine. Now, it's not even a question. What I do is like, okay, what herb can I take? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'll take the name of the medicine and I'll see what the properties are to see, like, what the natural ingredient is because everything comes from nature. Yes. And I'll see, like, what I can do at home by myself. So that's one thing. Um, I would also say that, it, and it's like a little hard to explain because I would say like I question things a lot more, but I don't question myself more. Like yeah, if I make That's beautifully said. Okay, like if that makes sense. Um, I mean, get into it if you want to. It's hard to, like, I don't even know how to, but it's like, I do question things more, but then inside, I know when to stop, like, with the internal questions, like, the faith in myself is different. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, I don't want to say that I walk untouchable, but like, almost, you know, like, I have that confidence inside that God is always with me. And I can walk untouchable because I am, I, I am always safe and I am always protected. And even in a moment that I might feel that I'm not because of something happening, I know that I will be. So. Yes. Amen, sis. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, like, it's a bunch of little things like that, I would say. And just overall, like, my view on life is so different. Like, I return to gratitude a lot more. Again, there's moments that I'm not. But then I quickly am able to return back. Yes, I love the highlight of the fact that you're human. Yes, because that's so important to be reminded of because we can hear these glory stories and easily put people on pedestals or, you know, beat ourselves up if we aspire to um, mirror a story that we heard, a success story. And then when we fall off in pursuit of it, it's like, oh, man, you know, and it's like, no, at the end of the day. We are all in this human experience together and mm -hmm. no one is better than another. And we all have our very human moments because if we didn't, if we were all knowing and all ascended, we wouldn't be here. In be this asleep. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be in these earthly bodies. So, yeah. And I could say I there's so many times that it's like I went through this even now, like I could find myself being like, yo, why am I so silly repeating cycles? Like, look what I just shared. I know these things, <laughs> but that's not the way life works. You know, like, yeah. OK, I have this connection to God, like God lead me always. Let me walk blind and you just lead the way and I trust in you. I wish I wish I could say that and like fully be doing it. And, you know, like maybe I will be one day. But at this point in life, I still can have like certain things come up that I can't fully trust in that moment. Do I work myself towards that? Of course. But there's steps to it. It's a process. Like life isn't just like this easy flowing things. Things happen all the time. But again, the faith that I have inside of my heart and the trust that I do have in these unseen energies and the force that guides me is what allows me to keep moving forward through whatever it is that comes my way. Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being.
If this resonated with you and you feel called, please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go, give yourself space, space to, to flow. I feel it's complete. I feel like we really to the best that we can because it's really such an abstract concept to articulate. I feel in my heart like the message that needed to be shared was shared because in the past I feel like damn you know I still feel like I didn't get it fully out but people gonna get it. Yeah I feel that way too like when I was telling you, like, I don't know what part of the story needs to be shared, like, to get it, because I feel all of it, but then it's, like, it's such a drag. Um, but I do feel like that whatever somebody is meant to receive, it's always received. And it's not up to me, you know, like, what is received. It's just in the moment, whatever's heard is heard. And, like, I could trust in that. Yeah, it's just trusting in the flow. Yeah, and I'm so glad that, like, we didn't release that last episode, like, the original one we recorded, because it has such different energy from how I'm able to speak about the story now. Like, I know before I would get really upset or, like, emotional and cry and stuff like that, and while it did activate, like, nerves in me talking about it, like, revisiting that, it's so much lighter because of the power of faith, I think, that's within me that allows me to like maintain calm and like even like yeah maybe I'm shaking because of like the energy that's associated with it but it's not like that I could start spiraling and getting upset and like wanting to burn healthcare and stuff like that that's beautiful and it's just a great reflection of growth you know and that's so awesome to be able to witness in oneself because I feel it gives the fuel and the and the to continue essentially. Yeah, it definitely does. Because I wasn't even thinking of it as growth. It was just more so like, oh, it's nice that the energy is different. But then, yeah, like it would make sense that the energy is different because of whatever has like been, I don't know if alchemized or like transmuted within. That is a form of growth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the things that once had a hold over you no longer do, at least not in the capacity that they once did. Yeah. Say, give me back my power, baby. That's right. (laughs) Call it back.